Another edition of Pearl and Dialogue. My name is Danny Servick. And in this week's episode, we have a fascinating conversation with Florian Collette from the powerful ComSport agency based out of Paris, France. Um, and just have a, an in-depth discussion uh, at their top-end talent and clients in the NBA and do a really deep dive into the French development system with their, with their youth and how they are producing year over year now uh, competitive players that enter the NBA draft and how their teams, their French teams, compete uh, on in all of the the world championship level. Uh, just a great time. Um, so grab your coffee, grab your benets, act like you're on the Champs, say bonjour to somebody, and enjoy this week's dialogue with Florian. So typically my first uh, thought when I think of, of France and I think of Paris in, in terms of a happy place, I think of sitting at Fouquet's on the Champs, having a coffee yes. uh, and, and yep. going through that experience. But in reality, in the context of this, uh, in, 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 in what I'm incredibly excited to have Florian Collette on from Paris, France to talk about all things basketball and the power that the French are. Um, welcome, my friend. Welcome. Thank you to ask me on your podcast. Um, so we, we've talked uh, in some of the previous guests already uh, just about the influence of how basketball has become such a global game. Um, and and we'll kind of you're, – you're such a very interesting piece with it, and we'll kind of dive into all the different components with it. Um, your father's the coach of the French national team and has been for, for, for many years. You work with ComSport, which is the most dominant agency in France. Um, and we, we spoke last week with William Avery, and we talked about how for the second consecutive year, there's 108 international players on an opening day NBA rosters, the sixth consecutive year over 100. Uh, France has the third most countries with eight. And you guys represent seven of them, so uh, I, I'd, yes, I'd yes, say yes. you have a pretty good stronghold on on if there's anybody good in France that's an NBA level player, you guys work with, yeah. Yes, it is. It is. Uh, it seems uh, we start to succeed uh, along with uh, the French players. Uh, we have a, a very big place for basketball uh, in Europe. Everyone can see. Uh, that comes from everywhere. You have NBA talent from Australia, Doncic is is a Slovenian, uh, Novitski a German. But in France, uh, we are like uh, US or Canada in Europe. We have a lot of talent, and maybe the spot where the scout and be a scout are the most coming in because we have a lot of athletes and a lot of elite players for the top level. And we have which we have a chance to to have a lot of talent playing around, and uh, for sure we target our hometown as a top market for us. And 
once we grow uh, with these talents and uh, Buna is uh, the, the guy who is uh, the owner of the agency, uh, built it 25 years ago. Uh, once he did that and he started to have success, right now we are surfing on that and keep trying and doing better and be focused for still increasing. But for sure, France is a special place for NBA and everything around. No, it, it it definitely is, and and, and you know your your client list is incredibly impressive with with obviously the the most recognizable with with Gobert with the Jazz, but uh, Nicholas Batum has been such a great player. Fournier is having a great season already with Orlando. Uh, you guys have some some great young talent. Um, talk about some of the other guys you have from Mahinmi and 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 Frank. Yeah. So Miami, you know Miami had a great year in Indiana, but more tougher right now in Washington, but. He did a great, great job with Pacers. Uh, Fournier probably still improving uh, for sure because he walks, he walks very, very hard. Like we, we can talk about guys like LeBron or Kobe walking hard. This kid is doing the same shit on his own mind, and he, every every summer he walks on something. And everyone show at the World Cup what he did as a creating forwards and uh, making. Uh, good plays as a really uh, creator while he was known like a big time scorer before. So uh, these guys work hard over like Nikilina, Everyone know him like uh, the lockdown defensive player for New York. Uh, I know the GM wanted to play DJ, but I think he will create his room uh, surfing also on his World Cup because he played well against Team USA. Uh, Seku is the last one. Uh, Seku got drafted by Pistons. He's very, very young, uh, so he has time to improve. He's just learning the process, but amazing athlete as well. A big wing with a lot of upside. So I think he will be a t- top player in the next years. And uh, Poirier, after EuroLeague first team uh, team last year been signed by uh, Celtics uh, he will be a very good addition this year for them he's, I think he's finding his room right now they, they give him small minutes and he has big big hands he can score and he, he can run I think he's very new style type player you know big guy but able to run fast both sides of the court making open shots not be staying in the paint. He's very mobile for his position, for his size. So he has the capability to do well too in the near future if ourselves. So yes, and I think that's just the beginning, which is very funny. We have these talents, but from France, a lot of guys will come. I always compare it from France to Canada because Canada, I'd like lot of players, maybe 20 or 30 Canadians players right now, close to NBA or in the or in the NBA. We are not as big as the Canada in terms of size of country, but uh, in talent for sure we will be the first European country with a connection in the NBA in the next years. That's not that. No, I totally so. agree. And like Canada uh, on that list of the 108 to start the season, Canada has 16 players, Australia nine that you mentioned, you guys eight and it just continues to come. I think where where you guys. Yes, are. exactly, exactly. Every year, we have some, and uh, I think you know, uh, Buna was the first guy as agent to inspire 
uh, French agent to to grow and to try to do the same. But I think that's the same for players. Uh, once we have some new French guys in the first big one was Tony Parker for mm-hmm. sure. That's not, no need to speak about TP, but he was, I think, a source of his inspiration for young kid. And right now they all have the NBA as target when discussed with them. All the very talented guards wants to make the league. They have no, not really much feeling with uh, playing here or playing the World League. Their top goal is the NBA. And I think everyone has that in mind here. And that, that becomes possible with all these guys making it. So everyone has some dreams and that's a funny story. But I think, yeah, I, like I said, that's just beginning. Yeah. Do you, do you see any kind of trends with, with the French players in terms of wanting to come to, to to high school prep schools or to try to play in the NCA or is there a development system there? Then they Basically, some, some guys want to try it because of the culture. That's, and I think I like this process because they are open-minded and they want to to go go to US to to learn the US life and change their habit to try to get better. So that's that's always a good point. But sometimes they are missing some uh, opportunities because they don't pick the right school. So that's every case has to be. Uh, evaluated but for sure system is very different we will talk it later but as a system to grow as a player is very different between us and france so if you need some info regarding it i can explain a bit but that's very different so yeah no that's that's interesting so to recap a little bit we, we spoke with um one of our previous guests was was greg stoll who is the um one of the heads of NBA China, and we talked a lot about the FIBA World Championships there, and, and I know the the French club uh, was one of the favorites and, and made a good run. Kind of recap a little bit from that, and we can kind of tie it into then your, with your father, who's been the, the national team coach for many years, and, and just a little bit about him and, and how the current state of, of the national team is. Yeah, he, he leads the national team since Tony Parker was the top guy. They hired him in 2000 nine and i guess he did like 10 years competition they made two medals in uh in a world cup uh, they won the euro basket as well so he, he will do the olympics next year for me you know he co he coached the first generation and this last summer was big success for him and what for the french basket basketball overall because they made the first great success with the new generation Gobert, Fournier, we are top NBA players, but that's the first time we made a great competition as a national team. And for a French guy like Evan or Rudy, uh, the jersey of the national team is very, very important. Like, representing their country is, is a bit special because when they play in the US, they are not in France. So they don't. They are playing big time, but that's during the night. People can't look at them or overview their current results. While when they play for the national team, all the lights are on them, even in the newspapers, uh, on TVs. And uh, I think they love their, their jersey and look at the country and they want to, to do big things. So my dad is just here to to get them better and uh, 
make them, I think, uh, adapt their basketball-wise to the FIBA style because the rules are switching with the NBA referees and uh, maybe European European people don't play really like US too. So even though I think the basketball is going the, the same way all over the world right now, that's switching too if we compare to 10 years ago. But I think it's just like a helping coach to help the top talent to to be great because that's their team, that's, uh, that's the top players from France. You know, 10 years ago, we had uh, like Parker, very, very big-time player, all-star player, and then others coming to national team was here to, to just follow. Right now, we have... Uh, a lot of talents uh, together. So the coach has to be like the leader of them and let them do their max to, to achieve a goal because they, they all want to have big success for the national team. So I think he has a role just for experience of this level because he coached for 10 years and then uh, he lets the kids play. <laughs> yeah. What You made an interesting point that here in the U.S., um, where I think we're kind of an outlier to where in in look at this year in, in the FIBA Cup where the majority of the the top players you know opted out didn't want to play, yes. but you don't find that with with the rest of the world that that to your point that that's their chance to play for their flag and their and for their country they don't they don't turn that down do they? Yeah, exactly. They don't because. Because I think uh, that starts from uh, youth categories. Uh, there is, you know, in the US, you have maybe a lot of talents. So that's tough to make a selection. In France, from youth 20, from youth 16, you know, they fight to make the team and they like to be with the French jersey. And uh, that's the same all over Europe, I guess. But, you know, right now it's very tough to to discuss it even for NBA players, because sometimes you have some matters, you know, you have NBA teams paying you 40 million per season. Uh, you have small injuries and they want you to delay. Uh, you have a season with uh, end with games and people are looking tired, so they want to to stop. Yeah, I know like Evan or Rudy are 100% focused on the national team. But I'm pretty sure next year in Olympics, uh, all the top players will come for USA. Evo. No, but, I, I agree. But was this year was like a World Cup, and they won it the previous edition. So some already won it, and maybe they wanted to take some rest because they will be out of their family for the next summer. But some sacrifice, to be honest, for guys. Uh, we we are not really hundred percent under this mentality because you play all the year. And with games at high intensity, and then you have to to stop, but not really because you have to go to the training camp for the national team, and then you make the competition. So mentally, you can't really get out and uh, think about something else. And I, I, to my opinion, in France, that's not really discuss, discussions because they all love to do it. But I really don't know why in US some guys don't. I know just about contract matters and uh, all this physicality, uh, mentality, that's some things where people can't 
take decisions at the player's mind, you know, that yeah. stuff. That's that stuff to decide. Who who is Gobert the face now? I mean, I know Tony Parker was for so many years, but with him, who who is the, the kind of the poster child now for France? Who who is the the the, the number one guy in France? I would I would say I would say Gobert. I would say Gobert because he he proved two times a defensive player of the year. He's making the biggest contract and uh, probably Gobert, but. But Fournier has, has a great, great uh, uh, reputation out here. People love him because he has big balls. You know, he's speaking, he's very active on uh, social medias. And uh, when he plays for the national team, he plays always with his heart and he does his max. Uh, to be honest, I don't think someone has had a bad reputation. You know, Nick Batum came for 10 years. Mm-hmm. All summers along, he came in. Uh, he missed only one because he had his first baby, but he was always here. And uh, I think all all people in France following basketball are really dedicated to the national team because of that, because they see all players dedicated to. So they yeah. they love him. But if I have to pick one, I will say Gobert and Fournier. Yeah, for, for now. For now. But back to um, we you touched a little bit on. U twenty U sixteen and, and and obviously with your father with the national team. At, at what point we, we have a lot of uh, college and, and high school coaches that that listen to the podcast, um, and as well as, as as parents of young ones, which we'll get That's to. That's a good question. That's a good question. I I, I mean for me, uh, both systems should take him for from the over one because in France uh, we consider, and that's maybe a myth, but. But uh, the basketball is more learned for people uh, as a team sport. And sometimes we are not enough focus on the individual person. Mm-hmm. And what we love from U.S. program is to to make some uh, some time and hours of work into the, the players' development, uh, individual skills and physical skills. And all things will make him become better. In France, a big part, I, I will not say the whole part, but a big part of the work is is fixing on the understanding the game, uh, playing the five and five and uh, making the right decisions. We are, I think, more focused on uh, the, the overall game and the five and five than on the individual players' development. And sometimes in France, we push teams too as agents to to be more like a U.S. mentality, to to more focus on the kid and uh, and do like the U.S. doing every time, push him at the best, doing the max of work into his. Because when you realize that our these athletes from U.S. compared to to European athletes at like 18 and 20, for sure we can realize U.S. people working more than us on this uh, area of the work. That's one of the things that um, we, we, we've talked with. William Avery's been on um, a previous episode, Jonathan Wallace, and they both, it was interesting because they both were obviously uh, incredibly high-level players. Um, and now <clears throat> with Will working back at Duke and, and Jonathan's working with the Denver Nuggets, but they both, and I think a lot of it had to do with their exposure overseas in, in addition to the programs they played with, they just 
you know, they talk about one of the downsides with the U.S. is everybody just has individual skills trainers and skills coaches and skill. And, but that's the push to your point where you know everybody is so me, me, me. Let's get. Whereas every time we have a guest on from overseas and you talk to somebody, it's about the overall team focus and it's the overall concept and it's kind of yes, like, so that's it, that's it. But for me, both both sides are not will not be sides that will be included in the same working program, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way every people have to work to be better in France or in US to take the weakness and uh, make it a, a strength. And in France, sometimes we love to bring with Comfort some uh, US trainer. They come two weeks just to, to, to be personal trainer for our, our young kid. And every people around saying like, oh, these US guys are working very hard, focus on one guy. But that's big, big work. And they are like... Uh, uh, without words to explain how we are impressive by this work. And meantime, when we we learn guys from FIBA, like the Colo, like Batum, when he came to Blazers, even even when they came in US, all US people said, "Wow, this guy know how to play." Look at <laughs> everyone in US is is telling he shines. Luca is amazing, but but the, he learned it before, so. Yeah. That's uh, he has a big time talent. We will not speak about Doncic. He is the biggest talent right now, maybe in Europe. But but basically, he has this kind of vision of the basketball. I think like if both ways should be worked, and that that gives you a big big time player. No, I totally agree. I think I think it's got to be a blend of both. I think you have to put the time in um, individually. Uh, or as a coach, where you spend some individual time with with small groups or with players on skill, but then you have to then take that small session and then put it into the overall concept of how does team play, um, and then piece it together yes, that exactly. way. Exactly. Talk play a little bit, flow on defense. Yeah, yeah. Talk a little bit. One of the things that we really enjoy doing with this is, and especially when we have people from other other parts around the world, to talk about. Um, the youth programs and in the countries and in with things and um, like at, at what age does it really kind of start to get organized in France for you guys in, in terms of incorporating shot clock and incorporating uh, teaching the, yep. the kids how to play? Okay. So in France, basically uh, you have, uh, you, you, you can only have run really program so you know you don't have a, a lot of different uh, system the the standard system for big talents uh, is same at uh, 13 for 14 they are uh, mixing into uh, an elite camp and the best guys get uh, a spot into a school where you, you have school uh, classes until two or three and then you practice one time a day every day and then the weekend you you go back into your town where you play with your friendly team every every kid have, has a team where where you have some scrimmage playing every weekend and you are following your team until uh, 15 where you can you you are signing uh, like uh, I will I will not say contract because you don't get money but uh, you get only expense for foods and uh, 
and residential if you are not in your town. You sign for a top pro team and all pro teams are their youth team. So you play there with their coaching staff at 15, 16, 17, until 19. Uh, the school stop in France at 18. If you don't want to go to college, uh, the, you have to go to school until 18 and then college starts. But basketball guys usually don't go and they focus on basketball. Uh, that's almost the same system than before until when they were 13 or 14. They have school every day uh, until uh, like three or four and then they have practice every day. So that, that goes slowly. Uh, that's why I think U.S. players are physicality and, and with basketball skills in advance when they are very young because they can work harder and with more time than in France. And then uh, when you are 17 or 18, you can stop school and only do uh, basketball work. But I think we can get some time and be in advance is uh, once you're, you are appearing into uh, a pro team program, uh, even top teams like Haswell or Strasbourg, um, even top teams in France, they have their youth program. And it, when you are good enough, you can practice with the pro team. And where you are growing at 18, 19, 20, the top talent are practicing and playing with the top team. And the pro team, I think, is giving them some advance because they learned, uh, they learned like earlier than U.S. college player because when you play college, you only manage to, to dominate college players. And when you arrive as a pro, you need to be ready. And that's not easy every time. You, you were agent, Danny, so you know the business when rookies go overseas. Sometimes they struggle to play against, even even when they have a big talent. As French guys, uh, you can grow with the pro team and then we give you some minutes until you are ready. And uh, when you are ready, you are like 20, 21, 22, but you already play as a pro. So I think that gives this... Yeah, this trench to European guy like Luca. Luca dominates Euroleague before going to, to Dallas. Uh, even Batum played the Euroleague before going to Portland. Fournier made 15 points in France before going to NBA. And uh, when you have played younger as a pro and you have followed the youth program, practicing with the pro team every day, but you make better, you get better to practice against top players. And uh, I think this system is good for, for our kids. That's an incredible uh, uh, dive into into that. And it, I think it really just kind of exposes um, how, you know, how, how you guys have, have developed and have become uh, such a successful country. Obviously, you have to have talented players, but just with the plan and the focus of that. And it's interesting you made the comment about here in the U.S., sometimes when they're younger, they might be a little bit more because they, they spend more time on it. But then that's one of the, the things you hear from, from college coaches here is that they're limited by the number of hours they're allowed to work with the kids, and it kind of crosses over. So when you get to that 17, 18 years old mark with you guys, that's when it kind of goes all in to where then they have nothing but time to focus on their craft um, for, the, for the 
you know, like yeah. you said, for the elite players. Talk, talk a few minutes uh, more at the end in terms of the, the French leagues this year, kind of the outlook. I know you guys are seven, eight weeks into the season um, in, in terms of the overall strength of, of Pro A and Pro and with the Pro B. How does it look like this year for, for, for some of the top teams and especially some of those teams in their European championships? I think uh, Aswell is doing very leggy job. You know, Aswell is a, is a team of uh, Tony Parker. He'd been, he been named president uh, four years ago, and uh, he already gave some money at the beginning, but for four or five years right now, he's the top president of the team, owner. And they have got their first uh, EuroLeague license this year, and they're currently ranked uh, maybe sixth or seventh of the EuroLeague. They've won three games in the last five. So they look very solid beside the fit. Like uh, you know, Danny, the French league is always very, very uh, tight, and contenders are are often uh, are often tough to to name because because the league is is full of athletes and full of U.S. talent. We are allowed to sign in France uh, four U.S. plus two players with passport, so you can have six imports. Uh, some guys of them have NBA experience, and the level is very close in every team. Every that's a special thing on our country. Every weekend you can have uh, contenders be be beaten by uh, small teams, and you have talents everywhere. So even French guys, even if I'm not talented enough to play high level, they reach this one just with their athleticism, and they can play big defense. Uh, that's a fight every weekend. So, French League looks very good because of Aswell, I guess. They will be like the train for other teams. They will have to follow the process. And uh, they, they are building a, a great uh, winning team this season. So, what's going to be the top one? And after that, a lot of teams doing side jobs. But that's tough for me to, to give you some heads up about it because every weekend we get surprised. Yeah, no, it, it, it's always been one of my favorite leagues to follow. It's hands down always the most athletic league to me in Europe. Um, and and it and I think that obviously translates then to why your top players do so well here in the NBA. You know, you don't just have guys that come over here. They come over here and can produce. Because uh, I think in a lot of a lot of settings at, on, on Pro A, the game is very similar. Yeah, exactly. The type of playing is similar, and and we love NBA athletes too. So some guys we played here before in the league, and and get out of the rosters. We can get a chance here and do well. Can have several names here right now. You should know. Uh, currently this season, mm-hmm. guys playing before as well. For example, have Adrian Payne uh, or Jordan Taylor from Wisconsin. Uh, Strasbourg has Gabe York, uh, Gravelines, I had Dennis Thomas and uh, Trey Lewis from Louisville. You can find every name, I think. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a lot of guys just close to the NBA, but we've been out of the league or will not come back. Poe just signed Justin Detman. Uh, you, you have talent here, so that's a funny league. Yeah. The... Um... Few more minutes here, float, and and maybe you uh, 
can't can't dive into this at this. Who 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 is the next one for you guys as we look forward to like the twenty twenty draft? Uh, who who's going to be? Do you guys already have your next hot name that will be a uh, your, your your best prospect in the draft? Oh, that's that's funny. Uh, I will say, but that's not next year or two. That's maybe later. But the top top prospect from France is named uh, Victor Wenbayama. Okay. He's a poor forward, uh, like a seven-footer, running the floor like a guard and and uh, have a dribbling ability uh, like a guard too. Uh, he can shoot it, but he's not Novitski at all, but uh, he's more, much, much more athletic, uh, but like the same uh, uh, oversized view of basketball. Like uh, basketball-wise, he can pass the ball, he can dribble he can shoot it he can do a lot of things while he's seven footer so i will give his name a lot of guys from france will come earlier than him in nba next year but uh, i guess him in two or three years he's very young i guess he's like 16 right now wow <laughs> but uh, he, he will be in nba in three 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 or four years if uh, he's allowed to be drafted that will be a top time player considering his talent you know how it is uh, I hope he will not get injured or yeah. have a bad story but if if everything goes well for him he will be high which which club is but he with right I now think oh. right now uh, you could, you speak about next year's draft yeah uh, I think the higher guy in the draft is not our guy unfortunately he's with uh, U.S. agent is a Maledon, but Theo is playing as well. He's playing for Tony, Tony Parker. Okay. So he has, he has, I, I resume. I think he's gonna be drafted high. Okay. But, uh, no doubt, uh, he's gonna be f- for sure the next French player uh, drafted. But he's injured right now. So okay. some some people f- was thinking about Kylian Hayes. Uh, Kylian Hayes says he's, he left France to go to Germany this year. Gotcha. Uh, he's a point guard, left, lefty. He's a, he, he has big talent as well. He has big talent as well. So if you will find French players in the draft every time. But, mm-hmm. uh, we have Casalon. We have, uh, every year you will see French players. That's what was. That's good. That's uh, you have. We we can't tell one name. You will see French and French guys every summer. No doubt. No <laughs> doubt. No. What? Uh, last question for you. Um, kind of sum up for um, you know, what are the characteristics of if like when we've touched on this a little bit, but I'd like to kind of have something we call like the three point shot, which is kind of like to to make out three points of whoever we're speaking with with France. If you're going to kind of define this is what we do in terms of a French player and defining them. And, and once they get locked into their, your U 16s or U 20s that your father's talked about, like what, what would identify um, a French player? That... The best, the, the best quality. Yes. Uh, I would say, uh, I would say shooting. Uh, we walk away, but, but maybe uh, the other wrong game, uh, defense, Usually, French players play good defense uh, because we teach it to them. You know, in Europe, you need to play good D. And to go to U.S., always 
they, they, they play good defense. Uh, so I will say defense, IQ, shooting. But the thing we need to learn from US for sure is uh, the creative creativity and uh, dribbling. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the ball handling. Ball handling is awful in France comparing to to US. So I will say IQ, defense, shooting. But the thing we need to work for sure is ball handling. All of our guards, besides TP, I don't speak Parker, but some of them uh, are making big difference between overs when they are able to to be great ball handler. You know, in US you have the Iverson uh, story and the the love of the crossover. Right now you have the Lillard and uh, all of these guards, very very quick, Derrick Rose before. In France, that's tough to find. Big ball handler, guy able to make the decision in quick time. We have to learn it from. But like I said, we discussed it before, so we'll not speak much. But that starts from the the mentality. In the US, you are very focused on you, on the one on one, on doing your defense yourself. So you have to to work a lot on your ball handling. In France, we are more focused on the five five. So we don't need to 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 have a great great ball handling match. And for me. When we go to US, that's uh, a big problem to adjust. Oh, I love it. No, that's good stuff, man. I um, I really, uh, really appreciate the time. I know this is a busy time of the year for you guys, and uh, keeping up with with all of your clients in France, and obviously the guys over here. Um, and I just, I, I've always held, um, you and your, and especially with that league and in such high regard and I thought and I and I knew a lot of the stuff because we've talked before on on kind of the mechanics of of the system there and I just thought it would be a really good share to to do that and then also to kind of talk about you guys and comm sport and all the great work that y'all are doing um I'll have to admit that I, I am as listening to you talk I've, I've I kind of kept drifting off to the numerous times I've been uh to France and and I'm I'm kind of like missing it greatly right now. I I would love nothing more than to have a coffee on the champs with you and just kind of chit chatting about this rather than uh, <laughs> by phone. You're gonna come back. You're gonna come back. You're gonna come back. We will do it again. No, definitely, definitely. I know you. You were the first one partner for me from US. You know that for a long time. Yeah. And, uh, we we had these coffees in a PID hotel. Yep, that's right. That's <laughs> right. Like it. Eight well, eight or nine years ago. And that was funny. I'll take I'll take funny. a coffee though in, but, in in Paris over Portsmouth, Virginia, anytime. I think that yeah, I, you guys. I win. guess I guess <laughs> I, I do I, I do it too. But the U.S. atmosphere is good for us when we come in every time. No, you guys. Do. Well, listen, Flo. I uh, I really appreciate the time and uh, look forward to catching up and uh, we'll, we'll do this again sometime soon. Okay, my friend. Yep, we good. All right. Thank you for the, for calling me and uh, have the chance to discuss it. All right. Bye-bye, my man. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Pro and Dialogue. You can find Pro and Dialogue wherever you get your podcasts, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play. Make sure to go and subscribe, download any of the previous episodes that you've missed. Look forward to uh, talking to you again soon.